All right. Well, we are being uh, we're doing a very live here tonight, folks. But uh, hey, y'all. Chris Roth here with Bushido Scroll with your weekly knock activism to wrap up. Today we're going to be talking about. Uh, well, one, I was going to say two things, but really it's kind of just one thing. Um, we're going to be talking about coronavirus. Uh, yeah. And more coronavirus, and then more coronavirus. Um, because really it is it is the uh, topic du jour, uh, and has been the topic du jour for like a year at this point. It feels like, uh, and it's actually it's only been uh it's only been nine months. Bushido, nine months of this. And I'm guessing we've probably got another nine left to go. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, yes. Hopefully. Right? Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I if only we could get through it faster. But, um, yeah, I mean, this, 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 this week sucked. Um, yeah. So next week is going to suck. Uh, yeah. everything is terrible. Um, but, uh, my, my, I've, I've been stuck at home. You clearly, uh, you know, judging by this right here, uh, you are also very much stuck at home. Uh, that's a visual gag for anybody who's actually listening to the podcast. Uh, the lower third under Bushido's name says home buddy. Um, you know, so that's, that's, we're explaining the visual gags for an auditory medium a, because that's a thing a, we do. Yeah. I'm a body at home and you only at home. Indeed. And I am a sometimes live tweeter this week because there are no city council meetings for me to be live tweeting about. We uh, Yeah, congratulations on, a, on the vacation. Yeah, we're on a hiatus because apparently the city council doesn't have fuck all to do uh, <laughs> during a raging COVID crisis while we are the literal fucking epicenter uh, of this shit in the country. Um, shit is fucking wild. And I, I, I'd, I'd ask you how you're – well, no, let's let's see. How, how, how are you doing, Bushido? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's been, like you said, it's been a long week. Um, on the plus side, I am like, so I'm I'm now qualified as far as the Orange County is concerned to like save lives, um, hey. which is cool. So congratulations. Uh, we'll see we'll see where we go with that. Um, as I said, hopefully I'm coming to an ambulance near you, not not to you directly, because you. then yeah, things yeah. have gone significantly significantly wrong with you. Um, but yeah, other than that, I did want to you know. Since we're talking COVID, I've mentioned this before. Uh, Power People Organized for Westside Renewal, which is the 51C3 like sister organization of Ground Game LA, which is the reason we get to do this live stream and all of our cool knock stuff, uh, is uh, doing a community health worker program with a, a grant from LA County. One of the things we're running into trying to do this program is we don't have enough PPE. So we're looking for N95 masks and we need your help to get them either by donating by going to bit.ly slash powerchw right there on the screen. You can see it, bit.ly slash powerchw, which is Power Community Health Worker Program. See, we think we think hey. about these things. Or you can deliver them right to us. Uh, get in contact with us, info at Ground Game LA, or get, get at us on the socials. But if you have like N95s or other PPE, uh, face masks, gloves, that sort of stuff that people would need to do outreach and to like deal with impacted communities. Uh, you can bring that to the ground game office, but like we're not there 24 hours a day, but we are going to have somebody in the office like between nine and five. We're trying for seven days a week, but like hit us up, let us know that you're coming by. We'll make sure there's somebody there to meet you and like intake that stuff. But we really, really, really need more gear. And we're going through it at a really fast rate because there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of need out there. So if you're looking for something to do this holiday season, that's really helpful 
that doesn't involve like one of those shitty, stupid organizations like the Salvation Army. Give your money to power. Yeah, we do really good stuff with that. Uh, we're helping a lot of people, but like the, the amount of need is growing day by day. Not exponentially yet. Like we're not at exponential growth, but we're Give definitely well weeks. into geometric. Yeah, we're definitely well into geometric growth. And we'll talk about what that means when we get down to the next section. Uh, but Chris, how have you been doing? How is my kombucha? I forgot to pick up my kombucha. I'm going to get that tomorrow. I swear. Uh, it's got a it's got a very healthy layer of Scooby going on on top. There we uh, go. Scooby I, I'm not Dooby sure. Doo. You might you might actually want to wait a little bit longer uh, to come okay. pick it up at this All point right. in order to ensure that um, the transportation of this uh, gallon jug of kombucha does not disturb the Scooby development. Uh, I'll Fair take a enough. picture and send it to you after after we're all done here. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's fucking hell. Everything is just, it's just fucking wild right now. Um, and every time I start thinking about this next topic, uh, which the only topic, uh, it, it's very easy to fall into a bit of a depressive hole. Um, yeah. honestly, like, uh, I did, I did plow through, uh, the most recent episodes that they released of Mandalorian. Uh, I was, it was really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Um, I am not gonna lie. It, it was uh, it pulled at those heartstrings to watch uh, watch that finale. Uh, I gotta, excited, I gotta say before before we get sidetracked with important stuff, not that <laughs> not that Star Wars isn't important. As a man who has devoted way too much of his life to Star Wars nerddom, uh, <laughs> the fact that they brought back young Luke without making it look like creepy, uncanny valley like they did with with Leia. Yeah. It looked really good. And yeah. like his sword fighting skills were definitely on point. Like they actually got somebody who could fight with a sword. Like, you know, Mark Hamill, lovely individual, big fan of his work, uh, especially as the Joker in Batman the Animated Series, but he was never a good sword fighter. Like, <laughs> he was not. Just, it, it wasn't. Like the Star Wars, like, they were, <laughs> you know, early 80s action movies. They, they didn't really have the style down at that point. So significant improvement. And, you know, baby Grogu, gonna go on to get murdered by kylo ren but we can we can deal with that one later um but yeah all in all like very excited to see the sopranos uh tatooine really excited to see you know boba fett really step into the tony soprano role so i'm excited i'm very excited i mean i'm not gonna lie uh if you go back and you watch a new hope and you watch the uh the the fight scenes between obi-wan and uh darth vader you just watch and you're just like well shit i could probably beat one of these two (laughs) like just from having watched like how cinema and uh, and and prestige TV has has just totally ruined yeah. me from an action movie perspective. Like I cannot go back and enjoy those things without going, ooh, that's that's a questionable technique at best. Um, but yeah, getting off of the the fun uh, escapism of sci-fi and oh my god. Never no, have I, wanna, I needed I wanna Star talk Trek about, more in my I life. I want to talk about Star Wars and Star Trek more, Chris. I think. I mean, I think. No, I'm just. I'm kidding. Like, as much as we want to flee to denialism, like. Well, oh so God. here's the thing: is we've, we've, we've. I, I pitched it to you that uh, now that there is this new season of The Expanse coming out, we should honestly consider doing uh, like a class analysis of. Uh, oh yeah. Of The Expanse and do do a just a. Uh, I, I I would really like to take somebody through who hasn't watched any of it. And uh, like that, that I think that would be a lot of fun because I, I, I have watched that, it I think way too many times. Uh, I mean, I've yeah. also I've read all of the books. All oh, of the, so I'm 
I am a huge fan of the Expanse series. You are way ahead of me on that one. Um, all right. Well, anyway, let's get into the super depressing shit, and then we can bring Terry in uh, as soon as we finish going through these maps, because things are going to get fucking bleak. Uh, so here we go. Uh, fuck. Uh, buckle up, folks. Here we go. Um, I mean, this one kind of speaks for itself. We are... In California, we are looking at a 14-day change of increasing 105%. We are up as of like now. So this is at seven. I think that the these yeah these statistics were last updated at six. Uh, 35,963 new cases today in the state of California. 144 so deaths today in the state of California. That is 108% change in deaths, 105% change in new cases. Total death toll at 22,820. Total caseload at 1.9 million plus cases at this point. Confirmed cases. Um, this, so you can see like the cumulative cases like the, on the LA Times site, like they haven't updated all their shit yet. This is showing you just like the like whoop graph of uh, we're fucked uh, yeah. for the cases. Um, I, I do love that they keep the stay at home order and the governor eases limits lines up there just to remind you that we could have done something about this and the yep. powers that be opted not to. Um, yeah, no, I've been like, I I've talked many times and I'll continue to talk about it. Cause I'm not going to give up my, my nasty habit, but I go and I read like zero hedge and like other right wing sites every day. It'll just like, see what the crazies are talking about. Right. Why? Well, and why would you do that? Because I hate myself, Chris, because I hate myself. <laughs> and so one of the things I keep noticing is they have this like dynamic where they're like, break the lockdown. Ha ha, lockdowns don't stop the virus. And you're like, wait, I, th I think the lockdowns do stop the virus as long as you're actually like locking down and you're actually like following the guidelines. But if you're some dipshit in Beverly Hills who's going out to the trotteria for a fancy dinner every other night of the week, then no, 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 no. The oh. lockdown ain't going to stop shit. And that's what we've got here in LA. Like we're not, we don't have that video of the, um, uh, the Citadel, which is that stupid outlet mall down the, the oh, five. God, I should have, I should have literally packed to the gills, packed to the gills. People can't find parking. And uh, like the schools are closed because it's not safe, but the malls are open because it's not safe. One of these produces tax revenue and one of them doesn't. You, you can literally just see politicians wringing every last ounce of blood money out of our society before they all like flee to Mars with Elon Musk. Like, you know that that's the backup plan. And, and I, I don't mean that literally. Maybe I do. But like <laughs> you can very easily see where the class interests lie with all of these people and why it is oh, that yeah. like they keep retail open, but they like allow or they don't allow. But like office workers who don't need to come into the office who make a higher salary are less likely to be put at risk by COVID and are more likely to put people at risk in their daily job by like going out and like consuming stuff. Whereas service employees and like people who work necessary jobs like janitorial staff, yeah. EMTs, nurses, bus drivers, like the people who actually keep our society functioning are forced to go to work because A, you don't make enough money to take time off and B, you're going to get your ass fucking fired if you say, hey, I don't want to catch oh, yeah. COVID. Maybe we shouldn't open the store today. Uh, that's and that that really comes down to um you know some of those things that we were talking with i was talking with terry earlier and we'll i'm sure we'll get into this but when it comes to like the prioritization of the vi of the vaccine uh, and we'll, yep. this is 
yeah. Uh, that shit's so bad. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I mean, ugh, fucking hell. All right. Anyway, um, shit's bad. Shit's really, really bad, especially if you're Latino. Uh, we are still seeing this massively disproportionate impact uh, on Latino communities across the state of California. Um, our positivity rate is still in a fucking crazy high territory. We're at 13.4% positivity as of yesterday. Um, I got my so test that, results that means, back. So, so just so people know, that means that out of every hundred tests, 13 people are testing positive. And that is way higher than you want. Like that is so much massively higher yeah. than you ever want to see. Yeah. They were saying for the, um, for the New York city public school system, they were going to shut it all down again. Uh, once they crossed the 3%, I believe it was, or three and a half percent positivity rate, um, for tests. And uh, just looking at that and how that was a benchmark of can we reopen things that are as yeah. necessary for the functioning of society as schools? Uh, and then you look and you realize, holy shit, Los Angeles is f like four or California is four times higher than that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So uh, hospitalization across the state is continuing on this extraordinary ski slope up. Uh, it's really bad. ICU availability continues to decline. We saw a little bit of an uptick in the last couple of days uh, over yep. the weekend, um, but it's going to go back down again. Um, it's really bad here in Los Angeles, but we'll get to it later. Uh, available yep. ICU beds by region. Southern California, we're number one. Uh, actually, no, us in San Joaquin Valley are also really just yep. fucked. Uh, we're both at zero. Um, Bay Area is at like a little under 14%. Sacramento is a, a right above 16%. Northern California as a whole, not doing too shabby. Um, but LA and San Joaquin Valley are both fucked. Yeah. Um, now the, the Southern California region is the largest of those regions, uh, which is kind of uh, yeah, weird yes. the way it was like cut together, but it includes like San Diego. It includes like all the way out to Bakersfield. It includes, uh, Ventura and Santa Barbara and like a lot of counties that like aren't just LA, but LA is definitely seeing like not many more ICU beds than those other places. But like, there's also the more rural communities where they didn't have that many ICU beds to begin with. Correct. Uh, looking at the per capita totals, uh, Los Angeles is climbing up in the ranks. Uh, we are now, I believe what we're number seven. Yeah. We're number seven in the state. Uh, we were briefly, down at 11 or 12. Then we were at 10 last week. We are now up to number seven in terms of uh, cumulative cases per 100,000. Uh, we, Lassen County continues to just, I, it's so fucking bad. Uh, they're at 13,198.7 cases per 100,000. That means 13% of the population has COVID. Yeah. Straight and up. Lassen County is also like very small. Um, which is another thing why like that per capita number is even scarier is there just aren't that many people out there. Mm -hmm. But the really scary one, when you look at like the actual, the, the mortality rates here is Imperial County, which is the second yeah. highest in the state in terms of just the number of cases at 11,000 cases per per hundred thousand people. They're at a staggering 219.7 deaths per hundred thousand people. <laughs> That's just absolutely insane that they are, they're literally, they're just seeing a, a, a chunk of their whole population just disappearing. 0.2% of the population of the County is dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a lot wild. of farm workers. That's a lot yeah. of like very low income, highly impacted communities, a lot of Hispanic and Latinx communities. Like 
Imperial County is getting devastated in a way that few other counties in LA or even the rest of the nation are. And it's going to have like real knock-on effects when it comes to food harvest in the next couple of years. Like there's a lot of people who run really essential jobs that are just being killed in the name of capitalism. Um, And that's going to have long-term detrimental effects to how the rest of us eat and like live our lives. Yep. Uh, The deaths by day, we're looking at almost, we had a, a spike last week of nearly 400 deaths in the state of California uh, during a single day, uh, our, our, our seven day average is hovering right around 230 ish, um, which is Jesus. massively fucked. Um, yep. I think uh, what we had 78 deaths yesterday, but that's a Sunday, uh, which is notorious as being the, uh, the lowest reported date or the lowest reported number of, um, for both cases and deaths of the week, uh, 144 deaths so far today. Uh, and it, this is again reporting as of uh, five or six p.m. Um, it's absolutely fucking wild. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Let's just here we go. Cumulative cases for the <laughs> county of Los Angeles. It's fucking vertical, Chris. I know. Six hundred thirty-six thousand one hundred ninety cumulative confirmed cases of COVID nineteen in LA County as of this recording, with twelve thousand eight hundred eighty-five new cases reported yesterday. And a staggering 12,398 so far today. We've had 110,626 new cases since we recorded one week ago. One week. So a lot of people don't know this, but you know, like in cycling where they have like different categories of hill, they're like, that's a category one hill. That's a category two, category three, category four. Do you know where those categories come from? No. So that's what gear you would need to be in in a car to go up those hills. So like a category one hill is so steep that you would need to be in first gear with a maximum amount of torque to be even able to like push your car up that. And that graph right there, that incline is so steep, you couldn't get up that. Like you would need like a mud whumping Jeep that would still flip over as you got halfway up that uh, because it's just too vertical. No, they make these um, they make these specialty crawlers for excavation that look like spiders and can actually crawl up nearly vertical faces because that's literally the only option. Uh, you cannot get up there in a wheeled oh. vehicle. It, the Literally the physics just would not work. I promise See, you. This is why you keep engineers around. They fill in all sorts of nifty <laughs> gaps for you. You're like, no one can get up that hill. He's like, no, no. If you have this weird, crazy alien robot thing, you can do it. And you're like, oh, I mean, it's, it's right. not an alien robot. It just looks like an insect that also happens to be a construction. Like it's a, it's a digger. I, I saw Wild Wild West. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it actually does kind of look like that. Um, anyway, the number of uh, new cases per day. Uh, wait, is this stuff? Is it? It's loading everything out of order on me. No, it's not. It's just that no. it's that yeah. fucked. They all look Holy the same. Shit. They're all going straight up. Well, They're all no, going but here's, straight up here's off the, the X axis. It's really hard for you to see it on that on the um, the the Skype feed right now. But there is a spike of well over twenty thousand. I think it's around twenty two, twenty three thousand cases. Uh, I can on see a it single there. Yeah. Day yeah, you can see that week. little like the little gray <sighs> spike that goes straight up. And that was actually my suspicion is that was the day when testing capacity opened back up because there was a span of about two or three days where it was almost impossible to get walk-up testing, drive-up testing was filled. I remember it took me two and a half days of like refreshing the curative website to be able to get up back out to the oh, the yeah. uh, the uh, the VA campus in Westwood. Sorry, I lost my 
my words there, but to get out to the VA campus in Westwood to do another test. And like, that's scary because one, it means a lot of people are testing, which, okay, that's good. But that means a lot of people think that they're getting exposed or are preparing to travel because they want to make sure they're not exposing anyone. And, you know, we're going to say this a lot this episode, and we're going to say it a lot for the next several months, but just stay the fuck home. Like, it's not easy. It sucks. If you can, stay the fuck home. Like, yep. if you have to go to work, I understand. We all got to pay the rent. Like, the government fucked us there. But when you're not going to and from work, stay the fuck home. If you're not going to and from the grocery store doing stuff that is absolutely essential to life, just stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. And if, like, your your home isn't necessarily the place you want to stay, you can find another place that's safe to stay and just stay fucking there for, like, the next 90 days. Just pick a place and stay in that place for as long as fucking possible. Please. Please. Yep. Please. Or Chris is going to send his weird mechanical spiders after you. I'm not sending weird mechanical spiders after anybody. That is a, that is a threat that I cannot fulfill. I apologize for anyone who is, is under the impression that I have weird mechanical not the spiders. Art of, this is not the art of the deal, Chris. You no, got to bluff. Uh, yeah, when it comes to hospitalizations here in L.A. County, we're absolutely fucked. Yep. Um, I, I mean, this is just insane. We, we're seeing yeah. almost 6,000 people being hospitalized at this point. Uh, and, you know, at the beginning of the month, we were down well below 3,000. It's fucking wild. And we know that the, the number of ICU hospitalizations are is only going to climb up and we are seeing right now that we're down to 320 out of beds i mean mean, so this is so uh, this is an interesting graph so we're we're basically out of icu beds and the way that they come up with this number is in the morning they basically call every hospital and they say how many icu beds do you have and they give them an estimate for right then so this number right here reflects on the 19th that that morning survey they found they had about 328 ICU beds in the entire county of Los Angeles. There are 10 million people in this county, and there are 328 ICU beds scattered across a couple dozen hospitals. That's basically zero hospital beds, like zero ICU beds. And the ICU beds are really important because those are the beds where you go if you, like, have a heart attack or you have a serious stroke or you, like, just had major surgery or you were in a car accident. All of those things go to ICU beds. And as we have like fewer and fewer of them, that means that there are some ambulances that are waiting hours to get into a hospital where they just have a patient in the back. In the UK, what they've started doing is they'll just have the the ambulances all queued up and the doctors will come out to the ambulances to treat patients in the ambulance because they don't have space for them in the hospital wards. And we're getting to that point now. Like Southern California hospitals have gone into what they call surge mode, which can increase ICU bed capacity by 20% by pulling staff from other departments as long as they're trained, by freeing up beds in other departments, by making them ICU beds. That also means that those beds are no longer able to take normal patients. There's got to be a trade-off there. Like, we can't grow hospital rooms and hospital beds on a tree. Those have to be, like, very intentionally built, and we have a very hard limit to how many of those we have. You know, like St. Vincent's, the the hospital that was shut down, and then they were going to turn into um, a, a kind of shelter transition center for the unhoused uh, and then kind of used as like a field hospital during the first part of the surge, like way, now way back in the, the summer. Yeah. We we don't even have the extra capacity we used to have. We don't have Staples Center operating as a field hospital. Nope. We don't have the U.S. Navy hospital ship, which couldn't deal with COVID patients anyways. No. 
But the plan with those ships was they would take the overflow of non-COVID patients. And then they had to shut it down altogether because there was a fucking COVID outbreak on the ship. And so, like, we're not doing anything to increase capacity and people are going to die. Like, nurses and doctors are having to make the decision. This patient is going to live. This patient is going to die. It's, it's triage at this point. Like, having gone through that training, the way triage works is you do a quick survey of your patients and you pull a tag. And it's either green, yellow, red, or black. And black is expected. Black is, this person's going to die. We will make no attempts to save them because we don't have the resources. We're now doing that in the hospital. That kind of triage system is supposed to exist in the field where you don't have a fucking hospital. We're now doing that in hospitals. That's the place where you're supposed to not have to do that. Shit's real bad. Just stay home. Because if you fall off a ladder, if you get in a car accident, if like something bad happens to you, we don't have room for you. This is so fucking dire and dark. It is so bad. Yep. Yep. So uh, when it comes to the daily death count here in L.A. County, we're averaging somewhere around uh, 80 to 90 deaths per day. So with that one spike where we we set a record for 139 deaths in one day. Yeah. Just from COVID. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say COVID is now people per hour. Yeah. COVID is now the number one killer in America. It has surpassed heart disease, which has been pretty much since they started keeping statistics, the number one killer in America. COVID has surpassed that in a year. We now have had more people, more Americans die from COVID than died in all of World War II. It's fucking wild. Um, I don't even want to look at the maps this time. Yeah, they're not. They're not good, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's call in Terry and uh, Terry. we'll yell at Congress for a minute. Here we go. What's up, Terry? Hey, hey guys. Uh, that How was are bleak. you doing? Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, just you know, I'm watching the I'm watching you guys do the the top of the show, and you know, reminding us this has been nine months of COVID. Co- the coronavirus could have had a baby by now, and with the new strain in the UK, it looks like it has. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Things are just on a, I mean, things broadly are on a downward trend, the exact opposite of the COVID trend. So it's just up is down and that's where we are. Yeah. And that, that strain in the UK is really scary because there's a similar strain that has emerged in South Africa, apparently. And so the 70% more infectious like statistic is based on sort of a guesstimation based on the data. It's not like hard science yet, but they do know that the strain is spreading a lot faster it has mm-hmm. mutations that make it spread faster. Uh, but we're also going to see more of this. Like the more people get a virus, the more it changes and the 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 more it's going to adapt to be able to live inside the human body. Like one of the theories about the 1918 flu, uh, influenza epidemic was that when it traveled to the battlefields of World War One and then got introduced to stuff like mustard gas, it became more deadly because like mustard gas can fuck with your DNA. So the advent of chemical weapons and the introduction of them on the battlefield made the flu pandemic worse. Yeah. It's fucking bad. It's absolutely fucking terrible. And yeah. we like the fact that we have the levels of incompetence in our leadership uh, between Boris Johnson over in the UK and uh, you know Trump and his cronies here in the in the states like making determinations as to just how uh, seriously all of the responses were going to be for this. The fact that they didn't have a rollout plan when the vaccine did show up 
and they seem to have been caught completely off guard by the fact that we suddenly had it and they didn't know how to get it to the States mm-hmm. is just absolutely wild. Like, how do you get to that kind of a point with these systems? Like we're supposed to be quote unquote, the greatest country on the planet. How the fuck are we so bad at the bare minimum of like emergency response? Yeah. I've, and I've seen some pretty good analyses and, and pretty good takes on that, that, that it is kind of fundamentally American that we, we go for the, for the shiny new toy. And so all operation warp speed was just for the, the top of and the, the top shelf of the, of the response with zero infrastructure um, yep. in, in place. And in the same way that, you know, we, we see people throw their money at the F-35 fighter uh, you know, trillion and a half dollars at that for, for something that isn't, you know, what's that really going to do to help us with our strategic, any strategic objectives anywhere? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, and so, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw a, a real quick Twitter thread in the, the chat window. Um, but there was a, a really good thread from Alan McLeod today where he just kind of like went through this 500 page bill uh, and just found all sorts of like dipshittery from uh, Congress, including $33 million for the overthrow of the Venezuelan government because, you know, ousting uh, Nicolas Maduro is really, that's going to save American lives from COVID. Like, that's that's driving right at the heart of the problem. Uh, there are also $3.2 billion, billion with a B, $3.2 billion set aside so the army can buy more missiles uh, because, you know, uh, tactical strikes on COVID is really what this country is missing. Uh, there is going to be another $19 billion for the procurement of Navy aircraft. $19 billion to buy the Army more fighter jets. Uh, they're also... Um, oh, yes. Uh, so these are some of my favorite uh, my favorite little factoids here. Uh, the word aircraft appears 208 times. The word munition appears 46 times. The word weapon appears 46 times. The word healthcare appears 24 times. Cool. The word doctor or nurse appears five times. One, two, three, four, five times. And the word masks appears zero. Zero. Less than one, zero. Well, we've got to fund the uh, fight against socialism when it's uh, Cuba that has actually been exporting doctors around the world yeah. uh, because they have more than they need. Uh, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I think, you know, the other the other things that stuck out to me in this bill, and The Hollywood Reporter had a, a piece on this, is there are uh, copyright protections for Hollywood. So illegally streaming could be a felony. So, you know, like, if if you're running a website where you can illegally stream movies or TV shows because, I don't know, somebody doesn't want to pay for Hulu and have themselves served ads, uh, that could be a felony. Um, maybe a streamer, like, is playing a video game and it's got copywritten music in it. Like, that could technically be a felony. But more yeah. likely what's going to happen there – yeah, and Chris, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about our problems with, with streaming in a sec. But what's most likely going to happen there – is now Hollywood can take you to adjudication because before, if you're like a small, like small fish, like in a big pond streamer, and you like kind of cross the copyright line, the studios aren't gonna like take you to full court because like by the time that they get through with like paying their lawyers and all the court fees and blah blah blah, they're not gonna make enough money to justify it. So now they can just take you directly to adjudication for small claims. Like what the stimulus bill is being used for 
is to make sure that some of the largest, most profitable media companies on the planet can sue consumers and small content creators for having the audacity to entertain each other online. We just we just wanted some fucking money and healthcare and housing, like easiest shit in the world. Like it could have been a three page bill. Give everyone a house, give everyone some healthcare, give everyone a $2,000 check per month. Take yep. a fucking break, done. Go home for six months, McConnell. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see IATSE, uh got on Twitter and was responding, saying, "No, no, no! This is only going to impact people who stream for profit." This is like, what? <laughs> no, well, my favorite was they're like, "We don't want anybody profiting off of our members' work." It's like Steve fucking Mnuchin. How much work does he do? He profits yep. off your workers' work all the fucking time. Yeah. How many hedge funds out there just invest in movies to yeah. profit off of your workers' work? Yeah. Like, I like IATSE members, but IATSE leadership can get fucked. Like, union leadership in this town is the most reactionary bunch of assholes. And, like, nobody wants to join unions now because we know that you hate us. Like, one reason I never joined the Editor's Guild is because it costs you 5000 fucking dollars. You have to work five years as an apprentice and even in, to, in order to get into their healthcare program and everything. Like, they just do all this fucking gatekeeping. Because they realize the humans need healthcare and that's expensive. And so rather than figuring out how to deliver healthcare to their members for a cheap and reasonable rate, they're like, oh, we're just going to keep out as many people as possible. We're going to make union membership this super scarcity thing and keep the gates as tightly locked as we possibly can. Tom Cruise, he can have union membership. You motherfucker who just moved from Chicago who wants to get your comedy career off the ground? No, fuck you. Well, I, I don't know if we're going to go get sidetracked on on union issues right now, but you'll you'll find that Tim uh, Bushido, as you're going for uh, medics, right? I mean, it's the same thing with the with the civil service. Um, yeah. You know, the, the IAFF and the and the union medics, the union firefighters, uh, have such disdain for for the the non union, which I guess you, yeah, you could call them scabs. That's what I was a, as a contract, um, and. You know, and, 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 and another reason that they're the unions are actually you know, many of them standing in the way of Medicare for all because healthcare is one of the biggest bargaining, yeah, uh, you know, issues of contention. And if if we had healthcare, then they wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have their own reason to exist. But that that's the thing, though, is that if you if they don't have to fight for healthcare, that removes that in him. Like it, it allows them to focus on all of the other things that they can be trying to improve for the quality of life for their membership. Like that's then, the thing that I just don't fucking get is when they're like, oh, but we've won so much from healthcare. Why would we want everyone else to get something comparable to, uh, oh. Because then they would have to people. think of, then they would have to think of new ways to organize and new ways to fight for their members, Chris. And like yeah. when you're, you know, Richard Trumpka, who's earning like a half million dollars a year and getting chauffeured around in Escalades with a, 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 a mini fridge full of Diet Cokes everywhere you go. You don't want to give up that cushy lifestyle. You don't want to learn new things. No, 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 no. You're there to cash those paychecks until your end of days and never let anyone replace you. Yeah, yeah it becomes class warfare within the union itself. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Sucks. so. So looking yeah. at the, the the COVID relief spending here, we can see that like I've got that that chart that you sent yeah. me. It's got yeah. The, so this just to categorize this for people, or sorry to, to yeah. contextualize this. This graph is the different categories in the stimulus bill, uh, broken down by billions. So when you see the number okay. like three hundred twenty-eight, it's by billions. Yeah. Before we get into this, the fact that they're calling this the COVID stimulus bill, 
fucking grinds my gears like nobody's business. Uh, Sarah Nelson tweeted about it, and I that woman needs to run for president right fucking now. She is so good. <laughs> uh, this is yep. Sarah Nelson, who is the 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 head of the uh, airline. Uh, which the airline services union? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Please, please help me out here, Bushido. Yeah, one sec. Um, I'm, I'm googling as fast as I can, Chris. I know, I know. Uh, but anyway, everyone should go. Uh, like, uh Association I, of Flight Attendants. Uh, there CWA, we go. CWA AFL CIO. Yes. Uh, so yeah. oh yeah, yeah, that's right. She's the president yeah. of AFL CIO now. <laughs> let's not forget. Let's not forget that they're the ones who uh, ended the last government shutdown with a threat with a strike threat. Yep. Yeah. It's incredible how much power they have. And uh, yeah, no, uh, Sarah Nelson fucking rules. Everyone should go watch everything that she does uh, and listen to her speak because she knows what's up. Um, but yes, as Bushida was saying, this is the billions of dollars that are, are allocated into each of these categories. And we can see that, you know, direct checks is taking 166 billion unemployment benefits at 120 billion small businesses at 325 billion schools at just 82 billion. Uh, what what's the 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 other fun stuff here? Childcare at a staggering ten billion dollars, uh, broadband at seven billion, uh, support for small banks that serve low income. When they and say broadband, they don't billion. mean they're gonna build more broadband. They just mean they're gonna give seven billion dollars to the broadband companies who have failed to wire up America. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's how that that's, <clears throat> that's how this works. So if they can make the five G that gave us COVID. <laughs> no no we are not going to even mention any of that shit um but yeah so anyway the, this relief package is um call it's not a stimulus package it's a relief package it is a fucking shade of what it should be uh it is pathetic that this is what we get out of congress um i was uh quote tweeting uh rand paul earlier today because he's a giant sack of shit uh, and he was talking about how the coffers are bare and it's just, it's just so fucked to see somebody who is as wealthy as he is and who has pushed for tax breaks for his, you know, wealthy brethren and these mega mega corporations who donate so much fucking money to his campaigns and the, and the campaigns of his colleagues, they got the federal budget and rack up massive deficits in the interest of, you know, increasing the wealth of the ultra wealthy already. And then as soon as it comes to providing relief for the, the rest of us, there's fucking nothing. It's just absolutely deplorable. And, and the fact of the matter is they issue currency by fiat. <clears throat> the deficit yeah. is a fucking illusion. Well, and also like Rand Paul's dad, Ron Paul, which like don't name your son like that close to your own name. Like just call him Ron Jr. Like fuck you. But more than that, like Rand Paul got his education and his child for paid for by the American taxpayer, like paid for by daddy's money. And he's out there railing against free money. And it's like you didn't take out a student loan to become a doctor. Daddy's money paid for that's free money, asshole. You weren't working in the salt mines to do that. And it's just like this absolutely asinine idea that somehow somebody on EBT is just getting free stuff, but like being born to wealthy parents is something you earned or you're entitled to. Like Thomas Jefferson and like Rand would describe himself as like a Jeffersonian. 
Thomas Jefferson hated the aristocracy and was like, hey, let's not fucking do that. Look at what those literal blue bloods did to Europe. This is a terrible thing to let people just have free money from their parents. Like, let's invest in a society where those people don't exist. Or at least send at least send your kids to work in the emerald mine, like Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but to follow up, you know, so I'm as the the, the media ish critic, um, I don't have specific examples this week. But the way that I've been seeing this package, this this bill framed, is just absolutely asinine. Um, you know, I'm staying with my with my folks at the moment. Uh, we're watching PBS. We're watching MSNBC, and all I'm hearing, wall to wall, is. This is an enormous package. This is a huge bill, $900 billion. Oh, my God. And it's being rushed through. You know, it's oh, it's happening so quickly. And it's like, one, yeah, the government hasn't done shit since April. And mm -hmm. and the CARES Act was, was what, $2 trillion? I mean, it was double the size. Yeah, um, more than double. More than double. Back when we were not even, like, 20% as bad. I mean, we were just looking at those graphs. Um, you know, back in March, April, there was it was nothing compared to what's going on right now. And yeah. we're going to get six hundred dollars. I yeah. mean, are you fucking kidding? Uh, and, you know, so to to have it framed as this enormous thing that actually includes f fuck all for people or for small banks that would keep small businesses in business. Uh, and then expect us, uh, oh, they just blame, oh, well, COVID fatigue is why people are going out or whatever. It's like, well, no, people are going to work. People are going to their, their essential jobs. And, well, and, and it's, 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 yeah, it, it's also like, you know, the $600, like that's all we're getting for a long time. Because even if the Senate, like even if the Democrats retake the Senate, they're immediately going to be like, oh, we can't pass another relief bill. We're gonna piss off the Republicans. We gotta wait for a minute. We gotta yeah. we gotta protect the wins that we got. We gotta be careful with this. Yeah. And if they don't win the Senate, they're gonna be like, oh my God, there's nothing we can do. The Republicans just want to murder you all, and so we're not even gonna try and pass a bill. We just have to wait two more years, and if you can make it two more years, then we'll then we'll get you another six hundred dollars. Yeah. Fuck. It's like remember Chris, remember that that website I showed you where it like shows you the real cost of inflation in major cities and like the real yeah. cost of inflation every year in a city like Los Angeles is about 12%, not the 4% that's reported nationally. Like people in the economic engine of our cities are literally being eaten alive. We're like just logs of coal being thrown into the furnace in order to make sure that assholes like Steve Mnuchin and Sam Zell get to keep collecting their billions, which they can never actually spend, which they have no reason to have. It's just a smog-like horde that they get to sit on top of and then be like, I'm going to go swimming in my Scrooge McDuck swimming pool full of, like, Krugerrands, right? Like, that's... Fun, fun, fun story. <laughs> if you, if you uh, did dive into a pool filled with golden coins the way Scrooge McDuck does, you would die. So I highly I recommend yeah. this bathing strategy yeah, please do to that. all those billionaires out there. Yeah, and you will also die if you were to jump into a swimming pool of vodka, just FYI. Ah, <laughs> uh, it right, would well, burn hey, so much. <laughs> yeah, that would not be that would not be fun. I was gonna say, so we've got to get wrapping because Chris and I, yeah, uh, have a special guest appearance coming up. If you're gonna be on the LA podcast, uh, holiday party tonight. Uh, look out for me and Chris doing some fun stuff. Um, but so we're gonna we're gonna wrap here real quick. But I did want to flag Wednesday night. Tune in again, 8 p.m. 
We're going to have a really, really great show. We got Walt and Iris. Um, Walt is from the LA Tenants Union. Um, you've seen him with the suspenders and the big-ass beard. We're going to be talking tenant organizing with him. And then we're also going to be talking with Iris, who is a uh, reclaiming our – oh, shit, I can't remember it now. Um, reclaiming uh, and rebuilding – yeah, but she's it, it's the different oh, it's the, the RROHC. So like reclaiming and rebuilding our communities. Um yes. she was one of the reclaimers who was violently evicted from empty houses in El Sereno uh, on Thanksgiving. So we're going to be talking yep. to her about what the path forward is for home reclaiming because like as we've seen from Portland, this is gaining national te- esteem and national attention. It's going to be an all Christmas episode. It's going to be really fun. Me and Trinidad Ruiz, who's an who's a law to organizer, going to be hosting shit ton of fun and then like for all of y'all watching and wondering what's happening in 2021, we don't know, but it's going to be really cool. So keep tuning yeah. in because we got some really, Absolutely. really fun shit coming up. Um, but before we do break, let's talk really quickly about the prioritization of vaccines. Oh, yes. Um, I don't want to skip that one. God, this is no. so fucking dark. So um, Ken Klippenstein uh, had uh, some stuff that got sent to him. Uh, because that's what he does. And I do love the fact that every fucking time that something breaks, he's just like, hey, if you want to talk about this, here's my signal. And, and people <laughs> so, do. And people do. Um, so basically what it's coming down to is that we're, we're, we're talking about the priority of who it is that's going to be receiving these vaccines as they become available. Right now, we know that there is going to, uh, you know, there, there are vaccines out there right now. They are going to healthcare workers first. Uh, but it's they're going to run out at some point here, and the 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 manufacturing capacity to ramp them up uh, is going to take a bit. Uh, there's a bit of a, a lag on that. So I, I've made my peace with the fact that I probably am not going to get a vaccine until like I don't know September ish. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Um, yeah, but that makes sense. This, unfortunately, it does, and it's it's it sucks. But also, you know, as as brutal as it is to be trapped at home alone uh, for the next uh, ten months, yeah. you know, I can do it. Like I've done it already. I can do it some more. Um, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's it's. I I can't honestly complain. Um, but we've got this fun little thing where it's if you are, uh, if you work for the Department of Defense. You've managed to uh, be upgraded in terms of your prioritization for access yep. to the new COVID vaccine. Uh, so well, you get hey, to Chris, join. We're, gonna, we're getting ready to spend like $3.2 billion on missiles. Like we need someone to design the missiles and design the Navy aircraft. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if people can really see this, but essential workers now includes uh, people who are in the defense sector, basically. Uh, so... I mean, Bushido, you now are into the category 1A. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm category 1A because otherwise just being like a diabetic schmuck, I would be in, in category 1C, you know, just being somebody who needs the protection to not die. Um, they, they really they really want to make sure I'm not I'm not getting top priority. You know, I'm really like down there on the down there on the list. But, you know, go and study some medicine stuff and they'll they'll bump you right up to the top of that list eventually yeah um but now if you uh if you're a military contractor you uh now qualify into the uh the essential workers in 1b because you are some for some reason just as essential to you know designing those weapon systems is just as essential as providing fucking groceries to people yeah. yep and well, i mean one I, thing go terry please 
one thing that is both horrible and great at the same time is uh, that I'm seeing reports of of the wealthy in Los Angeles and other areas that are that are calling and and bugging their personal like concierge physicians to try and buy like oh can I donate two hundred fifty thousand dollars to this hospital will I get a vaccine right so they're they're trying to to, to get them any way they possibly can. Um, you know, for for themselves, because of course the rich think that they're what makes the economy go, um, but they're not able. So far, they have been unable to bribe or steal their way into there's, vaccine. So yeah, there's definitely uh, going to be a black market for this shit. There will like yeah, but uh, so Andrea Leon Grossman just posted in uh, the Facebook chat that essential workers are also Netflix people uh, because uh, Gavin Newsom decided. Gavin Newsom decided that Netflix is considered essential employees. I mean, I'm we, not going to lie. Like, we live in Netflix, hell, Chris. Netflix does make it so that tolerating being trapped in my apartment for the next nine months is going to be tolerable. But, yeah, but they got, they got but such a deep catalog. Do they need they new do. stuff right now? I, I can watch reruns of pre-existing Star Trek franchises for a long fucking time because I'm a huge yeah. nerd. You don't yeah. need to be out there doing fucking like that that young Sheldon set with the outbreak that got reported by a whole bunch of people last week. We don't need right. to be doing this. They just yeah. spent they just spent a fortune that could have fed most of uh our unhoused population on the on the friends you know IP. Yeah. So like let's just just roll the reruns yeah. people. Wait. It's not that bad. Yeah. But hey, Chris, speaking of reruns, anyway. we, we really we really do need to get yeah, kicking I know, here. I know. I know. So, um, Terry, you got anything to conclude with? Oh, just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Thank you. All right. Well, as always, if y'all have any events that you want us to be taking part in, publicizing or just being made aware of, please send us a message. You can reach us through the Ground Game LA Facebook page, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ground Game LA for all of the things. Uh, we're also on, you know, Knock is out there too, at, at knock.la, uh, K-N-O-C-K-D-O-T-L-A. Uh, same thing for the Instagram page. Um, this podcast and every Ground Game podcast is a production of Knock LA, and you can support our work over on Patreon at patreon.com slash knock underscore L-A. Of course, you can check the description of this podcast for sources, uh, links to actions, social media links. I'm not going to lie. Pretty much everything here is from either Twitter uh, or LATimes.com at this point. Uh, they uh, have done many, many terrible things, but they're basically the only reporting outlet in town at this point, And that sucks. Although LA Taco is doing great fucking work. Yeah. Everyone should go support them, too. And also, Doc's right. doing good work. And yes, I mean, I, yes, Knock is doing great fucking reporting work. Please support us so that we can support the writers who are making these contributions. Uh, it's it's it takes energy to make this stuff, and people should be paid for their labor. Um, all right, I think that wraps it up. Uh, yeah. Bushido, you have any kind of a quote for us to head out on, or we just stay home, people? Yeah, let's can, uh, let's just do home. that. Yeah. All Thank right. you much. Have a have a have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Jesus Christ, this yeah. is complete.